All right. Excited. First episode here on LinkedIn Live. We are going to talk all things social media content today. I'm excited to have uh, Chris Noggle join me. Uh, if you haven't heard of this man, you're going to learn a lot about him. You're going to learn to like him really quick here. Go check him out at chrisnoggle.com. That's Chris, N-A-U-G-L-E.com. With that being said, Chris, welcome aboard. Hey, thanks for having me. So, Chris, we're going to talk social media, and I'm having you on episode one for a reason. You create a crap load of it. And so where I want to go with this is the, the audience at large is made up of folks who, quite frankly, aren't showing up on LinkedIn and Instagram and Facebook like they should. They're hesitant. They don't know what to post. Before we get into the tactics of how to do it, I'd love to have you share with the audience how you started your social media journey. When did you hit that moment that, hey, I got to be creating content and and take us back to that day? Yeah, that's perfect. And, you know, it, it didn't start where it is today. You know, today we've got several videographers and editors and systems and all sorts of stuff for our social media content. And we put out about a hundred posts almost on a daily basis, but let me take you back to kind of how it started. I always knew there was strength to, you know, social media platforms, getting your message out there. And really the number one thing people make the mistake on social media is they go out there and they try to sell something. I started there too. I'm like, okay, great. I can, I can try to sell a product on, my social media channels. That is the fastest way to fail. What you've got to do on social media is solve people's problems and you've got to do it very efficiently. So how I started was I came up with a show. It was every, every single Sunday. So not a lot of people want to give up their Sundays, but I did a show called Sunday Flip Funded. This is back when I was doing flips and lots of them. So every Sunday I would go out to a new flip and I would just do, you know, an, a how to. Today at this flip, this is how we're doing that. And at first, you know, one or two people showed up and most people would just give up if there was only one or two people that showed up, but I was committed. And that's what all of you are going to have to do. You're going to have to get committed to this process of doing it. I don't care if no one's on your life. I don't care if you do it for the one person that's, you know, a friend of yours on Facebook. It doesn't matter. That's where you start. And I just started doing it consistently and persistently. And in doing that, I started building a follower. And then more people showed up. And then as you're doing it, they would share it. And, and, and then I started like learning a little bit about how to actually build it by telling people. Because the funny thing is, you know, when you're speaking on a live, you need to think of that as you're speaking in front of a thousand people. Because it's no different than standing on the stage and commanding the, the audience to sort of do and, and, you know, listen to what you're saying by telling them what to do. So here, everybody here, let's do something. I want all of you right now to think of one person this would benefit. And I want you to share this video with them. And you do that. You start continuously learning how to command, not the audience, but it is the audience, but it's a social media audience. But the other thing too, let's just go back to when I started doing this. It was just on Facebook. That's all I knew back then. And I would do a live every Sunday. Then what I started doing is throughout the week, I did lives about my life. I was either snowboarding and I, I learned a lesson or it was pouring rain and I was miserable, but then I changed my mindset and I went out there and rode with the kids and had a blast in pouring rain. There was always something that I was trying to teach people while I was doing the Facebook lives. And then if there was a pow day, I would just grab my phone. I'd hit, you know, the Facebook live and I'd tell them, all right, we're going to ride pow today. And I'd show, you know, stuff going through the, 
the the woods. Now, you know, some of you are thinking, yeah, Chris, but I'm not a snowboarder. I'm not a skateboarder. You're like, why? What does that have to do with money and your brand and all this stuff? It has everything to do with your brand. It has everything to do with money because people don't just want to be told like how to manage their money and what you can do for them. They want to get into who you are, what your life is like, because a lot of people are going to look at you on social media and look at you as either an influencer, a role model, or someone that they like and want to be like in one capacity or the other. So if you show your personal life, maybe it's, uh, you know, you just at your house with your family, or maybe it's on a vacation, you know, find interesting things. People want to see that. And, and, you know, just put yourself in the audience's shoes. When you watch people on social media, what are you watching? Why are you on social media? Are you there to be entertained? Are you there to learn something? When your car breaks down, do you go to YouTube and actually watch a how-to video? And when you watch a video, what are the things you don't like and what are the things you like? Because I can tell you, like when I'm watching a video and I'm trying to learn something, I hate it when it's just a talking head sitting there with this, you know, a camera that just has one angle on them and they're not showing anything visually. They're just telling you how to do it. Now, maybe that works for some people, but for me, I need to see it. So like if you're showing me how to change an alternator in a truck, I don't know why I picked that. Not like I'm changing alternators, but let's just say you were trying to change your alternator. You could find a YouTube video of someone showing this. Now picture two YouTube videos, two pieces of content teaching this. One is just a guy telling you how to do it. Do this, do that, take the screw off, put the new alternator, you know, whatever. I, I don't change alternators, but let's just imagine that. And the next person actually says, hey, I'm going to show you how to do that. And they show you where they bought the part. This is the store where I bought it. There's other choices. They show you coming back and then they're under the truck or in the hood of the truck or car. And they're actually showing the, this is a 12 millimeter. You take these bolts off. Be careful when you take it out not to pull this off. And then they put it back on. They tighten it up and they tell you the do's, the don'ts, and they actually show you which one would be more valuable to you. Of course, the one where they actually walk you through the entire process visually. So when you're creating social media content, I don't care if it's Instagram stories. I don't care if it's Instagram posts. I don't care if it's Facebook, TikTok, LinkedIn, Twitter. Think of yourself as the person that's watching it. Put yourself in their shoes. Why well, are you on that? Well, and I couldn't agree more, Chris. You know, the, the personal stories, the vlogging, whatever you want to call it, where you're just sharing pieces of your life that have taught you lessons about business and life that you want to share with others hands down is probably the, the number one revenue generating content that I have. Not that I'm here to just do business, but when people hear that stuff or see it, like you said, it allows themselves to put themselves in that story. I played pro ball. You were a pro snowboarder. Very few people got that opportunity. But when we talk about the lessons learned from those journeys, everybody has gone or has been taught that same lesson. So a question I want to ask you, because I get this a lot is, you know, okay, Andy, I know I should be sharing more of my life, more of my personal stories, but you know, my life's boring. I don't, have, I don't even know where to get started. What tips or what, what advice would you have for that person, Chris, who's like, okay, how do I start opening up my life a little bit on social media? Where do I start? What do I make a list? What do I do? What would your thoughts be? Yeah. I mean, a list isn't a bad idea. Normally on any of my studio desks, I would always have a list of the different things I want to teach. Like, cause I always think of social media content as what message am I trying to get out? 
But then what I do is after I think about that, the single most important thing that we focus on that most people miss is the title and the subtitle. So we put a ton of time into the title. Like what is the title of the, the Facebook Live or the YouTube or the LinkedIn you know, post that you're going to do? That's what people are going to see first. You got to remember, people are seeing tens of thousands of ads every day. Heck, it might even be every hour now. Who knows? It will be eventually. What makes yours stand out? Oh, it's not the shirt you're wearing. It's not the, the things you care about. Because you know what you care about? Oh, if I do a live at my house, people are going to think, oh, what a look at that messy uh, laundry basket. Or look at the shoes that aren't organized. So you're spending all these time, hours, cleaning your house, getting it all ready. Do you realize nobody cares? Matter of fact, if your house looks perfect, they're going to be like, oh, I can't relate to this guy. My house doesn't look as perfect as that. He must have a maid or someone that takes care of that. Like your life is what people want to see as it is. Don't manipulate your life so that other people see what you think they want to see. They don't want to see that. They want to relate to you, which means they want to see that you do laundry. They want to see that your children have food everywhere after they eat, right? Because that's just life. That's just how it works. And they want to see how you react to that and how you actually handle it. That's the lesson. So now take that lesson. Like if that's your, your environment and what you're doing, you're like, my life is boring. Like I, I have kids, like I go to work, I come home and my kids, you know, run around and make a mess. Perfect. That's what people want to see. They want to see that you're real. They want to see that your kids make a mess like their kids make a mess. And they want to see you having fun with that mess. Like, oh, you know, your, your wife's cooking dinner, your kids over there are making a mess. And you look over at your kids and you're like, you know, you like, give them a thumbs up. And then you take your food and you throw it on the floor too. And you video this whole thing happening, that thing would probably go viral. But then the other thing you got to think about is like, what is the title that's going to get somebody to stop on your video instead of the other 10,000 videos that they saw and watch it? Maybe it comes down to you just edit in a little tidbit of you throwing the food, right? And that's like the starting video because there is some editing you're going to have to get good at. And editing is not hard. Uh, TikTok, you know, like if you're on TikTok, maybe you are, maybe you're not. You're like, oh, that's for kids. It is not for kids anymore. Like it's, it's not, um, it, it's, it's like Disney. Disney makes children's movies, but who watches a lot of the Disney movies? Parents. You got to think of it the same thing. TikTok is our number one source and TikTok allows you to edit everything right on there and you can make it fun. You can cut pieces out and put them in the beginning. You can edit it so that the first thing someone sees is exciting or the first thing is a big banner ad, almost like a billboard when you're driving down the throughway that says, this is what the video is about, making a mess with my kids. I would watch that. That'd be cool. But in that lesson of you making a mess with your kids, it's your after it. You could just say, hey, listen, this is, you know, how we have fun. But, you know, at sometimes, you know, I whatever your profession is, you maybe just throw a like 30 second hook in about what it is you do. And that that's at the end. Entertain them, show them that you're relatable and then just tell them, hey, listen, if you want to learn more about, you know, money and managing your finances, check out my other posts. Like they're not all me throwing food on the floor with my kids and getting yelled at by my daughter or by my wife. You know, think about like that. How relatable is that? That's the content you need to be thinking about. You think your life's boring. To everybody else, your life isn't boring. Your life is just like theirs, which makes you incredibly relatable, which makes you relevant. Yeah. Stop thinking that just because you don't have the Ferrari, the Lamborghini, or the big thing that people don't want to watch you. More people probably would not watch you if you posted a picture of you you know, in the rented Lamborghini being like, oh, look at I just bought this car because I make so much money. 
you know, you should call me because I can help you get your own Ferrari, you know, with managing your money and making you millions gone. Like you're not relatable, man. You're just trying to sell something. And it's purely evident right from day one. When you see those ads, those are the people that get nothing from them. Well, and you know, the, the unrelatability is such an important topic because, you know, this has nothing to do with social media, but it's in my public speaking career, Chris, I can remember I've, usually share stories from my pro baseball career, right? But as you're sharing those stories, how many people in the room have actually played pro baseball? Not many, if any at all. And there's just no relatability to that. But when I started sharing stories from my pro baseball career where I failed, you know, the mindset failures, the things I went through, it was the first time in my life I had people hugging me after my keynote talks because they could relate to the failure, they couldn't relate to playing pro baseball. They could relate to the failure. So I'm so glad you brought up the relatability. What would you say? Because we're on LinkedIn. What would you say to the person? Because you still you still see this today in 2021. LinkedIn's for business only. What would you say to that individual who still is trying to throw that argument out there that, oh, we need to bring LinkedIn back to what it was, resumes and job searches and business content only? What would you say to that person? I would say that person knows nothing about marketing. And I would say that they need to pay better attention to ads that are on TV and the radio, like take Arby's, right? I'm a vegetarian. Arby's did a poll to find out who their customers were. They were thinking about adding a vegetarian menu and a vegan menu just to appeal because, hey, everybody else is doing it. So we need to offer that because we're missing those customers. But when they did the study of all their customers, they found out that their customers weren't vegetarians for the most part, didn't care about a vegan option. They wanted the meat. So Arby's did an anti-campaign. We've got the meat. It is the single biggest campaign Arby's has ever run. It is their most successful marketing campaign. Domino's did the same thing. They said that their pizzas tasted like cardboard and they were changing the recipe to make it so it didn't taste like cardboard. Most big companies would never, ever, ever allow an ad to be put out exposing that data. Your pizza tastes like cardboard. It's like a, a piece of paper. I don't really love that. That was the feedback they got from their customers. That's what their customers cared about. The company wasn't thinking that. When they exposed that and they said, hey, listen, we've learned that our pizza tastes like, like cardboard from some people and we are changing the recipe so that we don't have cardboard pizza. It was something like that. But when you're, so how does that relate to LinkedIn? If you think LinkedIn is just for business, you are thinking just like every other corporate exec that focuses on the wrong thing. When their customers are over here, they're focusing on what's over there. You got it all wrong. If LinkedIn is perceived as only for business, then be the blue ocean for LinkedIn and go out there and create a different environment, a different experience for the viewers on LinkedIn. Sorry, you won't be the first, but I'm just saying, if that's what you think, then go in there and show pictures of you making a mess with your kids. Show pictures of you doing things you know, on vacation with your children. Show a picture of you sitting at your desk, having a bad day and throwing your copy machine across the room and letting it explode on the wall copy machine or printer or whatever it is, you know, they're only a hundred bucks. That would be a pretty cheap marketing budget. And if that sucker went viral, that might work. So if you just, you got to think different folks. I mean, Steve Jobs said it best, think different. Everybody is thinking LinkedIn's for business. So be the one that thinks LinkedIn might be for business, but I'm going to make it fun. 
And that's where you're going to rise to the top, you know, on, on TikTok, like if you watch everybody and you're like, oh, it's just for kids. It's just, you know, kids wearing skimpy clothes. Maybe that's where it started and got off the ground. But what you don't know is today, the average person on TikTok is you and me is somebody in their 30s and 40s who are there to learn something in a very condensed period of time. Because, hey, that's the only thing that we all have to focus on is time these days. Everything is condensed because there's not enough time and it's valuable. So TikTok, TikToks, like these little 60 second videos, maybe a three minute video, that's it. It's short form. So that's the hardest part. How do you get your message across in 60 seconds? You don't know how to do that because you're used to just talking and trying to get into the details, skip the details and get to, we've got the meat or our pizza sucks because it tastes like cardboard and here's what we're doing to fix it. Like, get it? Like, you don't need all the details. People don't want the details. And all you're trying to do is hook them, get their attention so that then they watch more of your content. They check out the bio, your bio in the feed, in the, the link tree or in your in your uh, bio. I'm saying it wrong. In your bio, they find all the rest. If they like you, relate to you and find value in you, then they will go out and watch all your other stuff. These are the things that I missed in the beginning, folks. I wish I knew what I know today, but what I thought in the beginning was social media marketing or me putting time into it should have instant gratification. Instant gratification is something, unfortunately, that none of you will ever get on social media, because if you think you're going to go on social media, create a couple videos, put a couple ads up, spend some marketing dollars, it will all completely fail because you simply don't understand the algorithm and the reasons why people are on social media. They're there to be entertained. They're there to learn. They're there to relate to people and find somebody that can show them how to solve their problem. So you in your life, boring or not, have a superpower. Figure out your superpower, figure out how to make it fun in 60 seconds and go out there and practice. And you're gonna suck in the beginning. Congratulations, you're, you're actually human like all of us. We all suck in the beginning. You're gonna be nervous. Your palms are gonna sweat. Maybe you're, you're sweating in, the, begin, in the, the video and your forehead's sweating. If that's the case, acknowledge it and be like, oh man, this is my first, you know, my first video I've ever done. I'm, I'm nervous as hell. I don't know if you guys have ever done this, but like the first one sucks, but I'm not gonna, it's not gonna be my last. I'm just gonna wipe the sweat off my brow and I'm gonna keep doing this because I got to get some, I got to get this done and I'm not going to stop here. You know, I'm going off in a tangent, but you need to be relatable. Your weakness is your superpower. Your weakness is the same weakness everybody has. So expose it. Domino's did. Arby's did. Steve Jobs did. We all do it. We talk about like what makes us suck. Like Andy was, you know, a baseball, a pro baseball player, but there was times he sucked. And he talks about those, and that's the stuff people want to hear. When I was a pro snowboarder, nobody wanted to hear about the perfect cab nine that I did. They want to hear about the time where I caught my edge going up the lip, and I smashed my back into the, the, the landing, and I got, I got carried off in a stretcher. That's what they want to hear about. They want to hear about the times when I sucked, the times when I was scared to death. They don't give a shit about when I was successful. They care about when I failed. Because through failure is how we grow. Through failure is how we get better. And if you don't fail or you're scared of failing and that's your big thing, you, oh my God, I don't want to fail. You already failed. You have to fail. And if you're not willing to fail, you can't get any further in your business or in your life. Because I'm sorry to tell you, failure is the magic trick. 
because failure is what's going to get you to the next level. So just get it out of the way, rip the damn bandaid off and get going because time's a wasting. And I normally have a watch on that just says now, but now is the time. Get out there and fail fast. Well, you talk about compressed time, Chris. I love it because I, I use a phrase uh, called exponential awareness. And that's what social media content allows you to do. You know, think about you and I have been in the sales industry for a while. When we first got in, we were taught what? How to pick up the phone and go pound the pavement. Well, that's linear awareness. I can call one person at a time. That's it. But social media content, to your point, allows you to get one piece of content in front of thousands of people at one time. So you're condensing time for the viewer by bringing them a lot of value in the short amount of time, but you're also compressing your own time because you're getting your one piece of content to get in front of a lot of people at once. You can't deny that value. Oh, dude, absolutely. And talk, you know, it's funny you talk about the perfection, trying to be perfect, trying to be, you know, it's funny. And I come from the insurance industry and I think people have this philosophy that the only way they're going to get hired is if they're perfect, they can't show any failures. They can't be in, they, they can't show vulnerability. And I'm like, listen, did you, you, you do realize what happened two years ago, the pandemic, we've been in the, the pandemic state for the last two years. Everybody's going through the same thing. We're all human. So just show the human side of you on social media. Now I want you to talk about this because you've been talking uh, a lot about video. Right. And so if you think about social media content, how do you create it? Well, you can do video, you can show pictures, you can write articles, you can do audio. Why do you believe video? I know the answer, I believe. But why do you think video is the most effective way to get that message out? Uh, well, I, I mean, the, the cheat uh, to that answer is I know because of statistics and because I follow some really, really smart marketing people. But. I also, if I, if I didn't know that, let's just pretend that I didn't know the statistics and I, I didn't know what works and what doesn't. And I was just thinking of video versus a, you know, just a photo ad. When I'm looking at social media, what excites me? Is it just that ad of somebody sitting on a beach? Eh, you know, but I'm right by that. Or is it the video showing me how to solve a problem that I have today? Or is it, a, is it a video that like really touches me or like, you know, some of the stuff, you know, like on Veterans Day that came out, you know, like those really are touching videos. There's just something about video that allows us in our mind and our heart to kind of take to get into the journey, to get into the experience. A photo takes you only so far and then your imagination has to kick in. A video can take you from start to finish. So it, it's really simple to understand why video is probably the best source. It's simply because you, when you're looking for something, probably choose a video to teach you something or to get you emotionally involved in something over just a photo or stagnant. Now, I'm not saying that that's the only thing you should do, because if you do, it's it's just like investing, right? Like I come from the, the Wall Street world as well. Diversification. You need to have a little bit of everything. So, you know, there's different platforms for different things. Twitter, short little burst of information. OK, uh, YouTube long form or 15 to 20 minute videos fully edited really showing you something on a how to instagram you know is either short stories or posts that can be up to i think a minute long so like you can you can kind of take your different things and you can decide how to do them and all i would say is think of when you're getting into social media think of instagram right you've got stories which are videos you can do telling a quick story kind of like TikTok, and then you've got your main post you can post stack, you know, just 
photos or they call memes with a message and and then you can post videos. So what I'd suggest is come up with a content calendar. All right. On Mondays, I'm just going to post a meme with an important message or a quote that I love. You know, uh, Will Rogers quote, the, the biggest problem in America is not what people don't know. It's what people think they know that just ain't. So maybe that's one post Monday. Wednesday, you just do a quick video telling a story about your life. Oh, you know, today I I've made a huge mistake. You know, I did this, 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 and this is the result. And I, I made a mistake that allowed me to fail and I will never make that mistake again. And then Friday, you just do another post that is maybe a video, but it has a bunch of text on it. You see what I'm saying? You're diversifying your content that you're putting out there. And the other thing too, and I'm trying to find a video here on my YouTube that I want to stress because I never would have guessed that this was something that would ever work. But when I actually did it, and I did it simply because uh, during COVID, we all, all had some hard times and I had some hard times and I got thinking to myself, I'm like, I bet you I'm not the only person struggling, feeling down on myself, feeling compressed because I can't go out and life changed so fast. And then all of a sudden, somebody sent me an SNL skit. You guys all know Saturday Night Live. They sent me this skit and I laughed my ass off. And for the first time in weeks, maybe months, I felt human. That laughter brought me to another level. It, it changed my state, okay, of where I was. And I thought about that and I'm like, you know what? I keep always trying to find ways to give and ways to help other people solve problems. Well, this stupid video, the Saturday Night Live two minute long little skit just changed my state and it just solved my problem. So what if I just go out and create videos with subtle messages that solve other people's problems by making them laugh. And that's what I did. And I've got a whole bunch of them, but I'm, if you don't mind, I'm just going to play. I got, I'm just trying to find a short one to play here, but all right, let's, let's do this one. I'm just going to play this video for you guys really quick here. Um, hang on now on, on YouTube, I do monetize. So I got to wait for the ads to uh, end. So here, let's do this. Now pause, rewind. All right. And did you mind if I share my screen and just show your audience what we're talking about here? Yeah, let me see. Um, I, think I think it's letting me do it. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, cool. There we go. All right. Just let me know if you can't hear it, but I, I'm pretty sure you'll be able to. Can you see that screen? We can't. Oh, here we go. Let me bring it in. There we go. Perfect. All right. There we go. All right. So, folks, just just watch this. This is not like some salesy thing, but it's just meant to make you laugh. We can't hear it. Crap. Oh, boy. I don't really know how to play the, the sound on it. Might not be a way. Well, anyway, here, you know, what? I'm going to let me do this one because it's not really this. The sound would make this next video even more fun. But this next video, we'll just play it and you guys can get the idea just because of the, vid the visuals that it shows. Sorry, stream StreamYard's a little bit difficult sometimes with the way that it works. Uh, Zoom, I know how to do it. I'm here, don't. So let's just play this one. There you go. So again, just meant to make you laugh. He's saying, I'm not banking with you. I'm not banking with you. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I'm going to be my own bank. Not banking with you. Uninterrupted compound interest. Start your own infinite banking policy today. 
So I kind of talked you through it a little bit there, but yeah, because you guys don't have the the sound. But you know, it was just that's just a stupid little ad that we did, a stupid little video that literally does nothing other than make people laugh. Yes, at the end we put our logo there, but a lot of the videos I do, I wouldn't even do that because if you get somebody to laugh, what do you think they want more? So they're going to keep looking through your page to find more things that stimulate them and that that you know fit whatever they're looking for that day. So all this stuff, you're probably thinking, oh, my God, he's just rambling. What is he talking about? I am literally giving you the secret sauce to what social media is and how you can benefit from it and how you can get an ungodly amount of customers from social media. And how do I know that this works? Because I do this. And our phones ring off the hook. We don't even have enough money. We call money mentors to take all the calls. And we're constantly adding because we just keep putting more videos out and doing more posts and doing more videos, teaching people how to solve their problems. And I, listen, like people are just like, when's enough enough? I don't know when, when I'm doing a thousand posts a day, I, I'll say that maybe, uh, maybe we got a pretty good handle on this thing now, but it takes a lot of work to create that much content. But also the other thing, and you're like, well, how could you even do a hundred? That's your, your that's what I, I wanted to ask you. That. I, yeah. I think you're about to do a masterclass here. Cause I, I think a lot of people get, when they hear a hundred pieces of content today, uh, a day, they literally think they have to create a hundred different pieces of content, which is just yeah. not the case. So walk us through, I, I've it's, seen Gary, I've seen Gary V do this and it blows me away. How do you create a hundred pieces a day? Yeah. So it start. it's called cur uh, curation, curation or curating the content. So what you do is you start with like one idea, right? Uh, let's say I got an idea. I want to do a video showing people. I want to show uh, young people how to become rich, right? That might be the title. And you're like, oh, that's cliche, but that will get people to watch it. You know, if you're, if you're 18 to 25 years old, this is how you get rich, right? And that's maybe the title. And I create one video. And I do it on maybe five principles or five steps that you have to take to get rich. So I lay this all out on paper. I, I put more time into the title than I do anything else. And you're like, well, what? You wouldn't put more time into like what you're going to say and how you're going to say it? Nope. I put the time into the title because that's what they're going to see. And then I just go at it. And I know the five rules or the five things I'm going to teach, the five steps. So I just blah, 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 blah about the five steps. It doesn't even matter if they're great or good, as long as they kind of get the message out there. Then what we do is we take that one video. Let's say it's 15 minutes long. We edit it, but while we're editing it, we're in there looking for like, where did you say one good thing? Like a second ago where I was talking about failure, right? You take that one thing of failure where my voice escalated, you cut that out and you edit that into a 20 second video. There's one content. Then you find a couple more and you just cut them out. Maybe one's 10 seconds, maybe one's 15 or 20 seconds, right? Now you've got three, four, five pieces of content. And you just keep doing that as you're editing. Then you edit one long form video, which is maybe 15 minutes long. And then now you've got maybe 10 other small little tidbits that you took out of that piece. But then what you do is you go back into that fully edited video and you just find some parts where like your face maybe looked funny or where you're pointing at something on the screen that looked really cool. You just do a screenshot of that and then you put like a quote over that that matches what you're talking about there. Now, all of a sudden, that's another piece of content and you go through that 15 minutes and maybe you find 20 awesome photos where, you know, you're. Your one eye's closed, you're squinting, the wrinkles come out. Oh, it showed that balding spot on your head and you put a meme over that. Is this happening to you? Yep, that's called getting older. And you just create all these like little pictures with just these words over it. 
out of that one 15 minute video, you might curate 20 to 30 other posts. Any harder outside of editing and kind of just paying attention, but Hey, listen, that's what you're doing. Anyway, you're already going to watch your video that you created because you want to see how bad that I suck. And then you're going to edit out the suck, the really sucky parts and make them good. Or maybe you got a part where like, I don't know, somebody walked into the room when you were doing it. You're like, Oh, get out of here. I'm doing a live. Great. Edit that out or put a B roll over that. Find a picture from, um, I don't know, uh, star Wars or something, or find a picture from a funny movie like airplane and edit that in as long as it's relevant to what you were saying, you know, and, and it, there's so many cool things you can do with content. And out of that one 15 minute video, you probably will make 30 or 40 other videos. So how do you get to a hundred a day? That's how, I mean, heck you could probably grab, you could probably put your mind to it and get a hundred pieces of content out of that one 15 minute video. And that, that's how it's done folks. And you just stack or stockpile the footage, right? You create one video, you create all these things. We're not going to put them all up. And then we create a calendar. I'm looking at my calendar right here. Well, I have a calendar for our marketing as well. And we just, we know exactly when things are going to post. And then we go on the different channels and we literally schedule all of these things automatically post at a specific time. Then when you get really good at this, you start finding out when people, are actually in front of each of these social media and you strategically place your ads or your posts when people are watching these different social platforms. Uh, there's a lot to it. And I know it gets overwhelming when you think about it, which is why I'm going back to how I started. Just freaking pull your phone out and do a video. And it doesn't matter how stupid it is. It doesn't matter how boring it is. Just have fun and practice. At it. We all suck at it. And that's the funnest part. I think the best videos are the ones that we see because those are the most authentic, relatable videos. Then we start getting really good at it and we get too serious. And then people are like, oh, he's a professional. I'm not, I'm not as, you know, it's not as relatable. Then you got to actually like where I'm at, I got to sometimes stop and like go out there and be an idiot or be a fool on the videos because I forgot how to act stuff because you get, you just get good at it. Gary V is a perfect example of that. I mean, you'll, you can tell sometimes he's doing some footage or some videos and it's literally him just trying to be a damn idiot, you know, and just get the dumbest stuff he can in the back of a, a taxi or a limo or whatever the heck he rolls around in. Well, and I think we've reached a, a time and place too, Chris, to your point. People don't want all the fancy edited stuff. They want the raw. They just show us, show us your life, show us the real version of you. Um, you know, you talk about the hundred pieces of content today. If you take one piece of content and put it on four different social media platforms, that's four pieces of content. Those are different audiences on those different platforms. And, you know, what you've been talking about with the 100 pieces a day is the power of repurposing. You've got one big video that you can cut up over and over and over again, turn into infographics, turn into memes, turn into pictures. You can create a ton of content around one video or interview that you did this interview we're doing right now here on linkedin live i'm we can cut up into 10 12 different snippets you know to, to to create even more content for your audience at large so quick question for you because again if if people listening and watching in saw you had one of your team members you know come in the screen behind you you've you've assembled a team now right you have a nice uh team helping you with your social media not everybody's there. Everybody, you know, some people are just getting started. Do you have any uh, tips or tricks for editing, you know, for that person who is just getting started and they're about to shoot their first video? Yeah.
thing was the single hard because I'm terrible with computers. I mean, the fact that I can actually turn a computer on and send emails this, these days is, is a miracle. Uh, it took a lot of practice, but I don't edit. I'm not good at editing. I mean, I can do an edit on a TikTok video just because I have one of my team members who taught me. But in the beginning, you probably don't know how to edit. So you can do one of two things. You can go on and find a YouTube video to teach you how to edit. Uh, see, now you're learning how to actually create a video to teach. Or you could literally just go on somewhere like um, uh, what is it, Upwork or there's a, a bunch of like VA uh, places where you can put, put put a post out saying, I'm looking for a video editor and your inbox will blow up because whether it's, you know, whether it's, I'm, I'm thinking of all the different countries where they'd come from, but it, there's too many pile in and say, oh, we can edit your videos. Make sure you don't jump at the first one, have them show you what their editing skills are. And also before you just watch somebody's edited, you know, edited video that they do, know what you want to look and feel of your brand to be and then say all right i'm looking for the editor that can edit to this style and make my videos you know all look the same because you do need consistency across your videos you can have multiple different kind of brands within your brand for the how you want to look in the videos but they should all have a very unique look or, or uh, an intro video that plays like after you do your and a lot of people when they here's another little tidbit that i wish i learned way earlier I always thought in the beginning of the video, that's where you'd put your like little pre-produced like intro video. Oh, the first thing we're going to play is this really highly produced video that we just did. Wrong. The first thing you should play is you ranting or you getting hot or like you saying, all right, today, this is, I'm going to teach you how to mow your lawn without having to do any work. You can sit on your lawn chair, drink your beer and the lawn will get mowed. All right. You know, I'll get right to that. All right. Yeah, let's do that. How do I do that, man? And does the beer come with it? You know, it's like, then you play your little video, then you get into how you do it. Oh, well, I created a remote control lawnmower and I just do that. It's like Roomba for the lawn, you know? And then all people like, oh, I thought you were going to show me something I didn't know, but you got them. You got them there and they watched and they laughed. And now all of a sudden they'll watch more of your footage, but it just don't put too much thought into this. And also what you think you should do is probably the opposite of what you should do. Again, you got to put yourself in the consumer's standpoint and in, in their mind as to why are they there and why would you be there? You know, two other places I want to go here before we wrap up, Chris, is and you've been talking about it off and on here throughout the, uh, the entire live is the power of storytelling. You know, why I love videos, it gives people a chance to see me, get a good feel for my personality. But I think it's also the best platform to just be a good storyteller. You can also use the written copy of a social media post to tell good stories as well. Do you have any kind of formula you use or a strategy when it comes to storytelling so that it kind of goes back to what you've been saying, that person on the other end of the message can put themselves in the story so they are now resonating with you. How do you, how do you make sure you're telling the right story? Yeah, I don't know if I focus so much on telling the right story. What I focus on is just telling stories all the time. All of you have stories. You've all lived a life which has created stories, some good, some bad. And what you need to do is just go back in your, your archives, your mind, and think of one example of a failure and then how you what you learn and just tell that story. You know, a lot of people want to think of stories and a lot of people want to borrow stories from something that they've heard in a movie. That's all good and great. But the best stories are the ones that come from you personally, because authentically and, and transparently, you can actually tell the story 
of your failure or of what you learned, of how you learned that. Everything that I do, I mean, if you, if anyone ever decides to, you know, go down the rabbit hole and, you know, get around the campfire and watch my videos, it's all storytelling. I envision everything like I'm sitting around a campfire with a whole bunch of friends and we're just, I'm just telling them stories, which in those stories lie less, which in those lessons lies ways to solve other story a situation that you went through so you can tell it authentically and you can get emotional about it which is key and in that story is usually a lesson of some point make sure you find that lesson and, and make sure you highlight that and that lesson is what will solve other people's problems which is then what the your audience are there to get so if you think of any story you've ever been told from someone else what was the you know, what was the end result? Well, it was you took something out of that story because you needed to solve a problem. And, um, you know, I, I read a lot. I read a lot of books. And in each book, I usually try to find stories that I can then retell. And you heard me tell one of those stories at the at the mastermind about, you know, the, the little boy and the father and how the little boy was putting together that ripped up puzzle of the world. And he, a piece fell and he went underneath the glass table, looked up and he saw the picture of a man. And he said, all right, well, if I put the man together from under the table looking up and then I come back up, what he found is the world took shape. The lesson in that is if you put the man together, the world takes shape. And that was all done with a story that I read in a book called The One Thing. I mean, like, listen, that's storytelling, folks. There's there's lists of emotional lessons that we get and those lessons teach us how to solve our problems yeah and i i think to the people out there listening who say this is great chris you've been doing this for years you got a team oh you know i i can't i can't even imagine where to start nobody has an excuse anymore chris right because we have youtube we have books we have mentors to learn from we don't even meet the information that is out there to become a better social media content creator is at your fingertips and it's free. I, you know, one of my practices I've been doing for the last three years is watching about 10 to 15 minutes of YouTube instruction every morning. It's the first thing I do after I make my coffee. I learn from the people who've been there. That's how I came upon Gary Vee. And it's literally why my business exists today. And the social media content I create started three years ago, Chris, because this guy was saying you need to be pumping out social media content. Let's finish here because you, I think, are one of the best I've seen at this philosophy. You and I both know social media content is not a quick win strategy, as you reference. It is playing the long game. Talk about the value of, you know, giving, why you must use your content to give and not take. You know, I was just uh, doing a workshop with an agency, insurance agency the other day, and they had told me they sat on a LinkedIn workshop with their internal team nationally. And the whole message about their LinkedIn strategy was to sell people. And I'm like, guys, you are not doing this the right way. So talk about what you must do to give, why giving is so important with your social media content. Well, first off, the insurance and the financial world from a marketing standpoint suck more than any other industry. I come from that industry, 16 years as a high level financial advisor before I retired. They are the worst because they don't understand it. So I'm gonna answer that question with a story. 
I had some really hard times in my life. One of the lowest periods of time in my life was 2014. I was crushing it as a financial advisor, but I, I had just gone through a period where I made some critical mistakes in real estate, and it basically cost me to the point where I had to sell all 36 units. I was questioning who I was, what I did. Was I a financial advisor? Should I double down on that? Should I be a real estate investor? Should I be a speaker? I was all over the place. So I went to a mastermind, a high level mastermind that was five grand. And I'd never spent five grand to go to a mastermind. And it was, it hurt the pocketbook a little because I was at this low place, but I swiped the card for five grand and I went there. I didn't know what I was there for, but I'm surrounded by greatness. The founder of Ugg Boots, the guy that founded Make-A-Wish Foundation, actors were there, professional uh, models were there. I mean, it was just like an all-star cast. And then there's me. I didn't even know who the hell I was at this point. And I remember finding the guy that put the event on. His name was Greg. And I said to Greg, I said, Greg, uh, you know, I'm going to load my life out. Uh, like I need the best advice you can ever give me. And, you know, he puts his hand on my shoulder and he leans into me and he says, Chris, I'm going to give you the best advice I can give you. I'm like, yeah, all right. Whew, that's what I'm here for. That's what the five grand was for. So he says, give your best stuff away for free. And that was it. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. I didn't say this, but this is what I'm thinking. I'm like, you son of a bitch. I just spent five grand. That's, that's all you got for me. Give my best stuff away for free. So I give everything away for free. So nobody needs anything. And he says, and I did say that to him. I said, you know, if I give it my best stuff away, why would people ever need what I have? And he says, that's what everybody thinks. But if you give your best stuff away for free, maybe a small percentage of people will never need you again because you gave them everything. But the large percentage of people will love you will respect you and will come to you for a lot more stuff. Even though you've already given your best stuff away for free, they'll say, what's next? They will become loyal followers. They will become your tribe, your clan. Once I started doing that, I realized that the secret is exactly what Zig Ziglar and so many others say. If you help enough people get what they want, you get what you want. The financial industry wants you to sell products. That's how they make money. So they're constantly pushing and pushing and pushing you to sell products goals and bonuses and quarterly and monthly, you know, things. All right. Whoever's going to sell the most policies or get the most money under management this month, you get a, a trip to Starbucks with the managing partner. Woo. You know, they're always pushing you to sell stuff, but you know, what I do is I'm still in the space, different, very different, but I go out and I give everything away for free. You want my books, which teach you all the things great. They're free. You want all my best videos. They're all free. You want my trainings teaching you how to do all the things that I do. Great. They're all free because I give everything away for free. I am fulfilling a universal law, which is if you give, you already know the rest of it. You help other people solve their problems. They shouldn't have to pay for this. Once you do that, they will continue to come to you for everything that they need. And they will always become your loyal followers. They will be at the campfire every time you're around the campfire asking you, tell me another story. Teach me another lesson. Lesson. Help me with this. Solve this problem for you, for me. But eventually they're not going to want everything for free. They're going to actually start saying, well, how do I help you? Because when you give, 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 people are thinking in their minds, how do I help this person? And then all of a sudden, they start investing in with you, buying products from you, doing all the things that you wanted them to do in the beginning, but you didn't even have to ask them to do business with you. They beg you to do business for them. Isn't that a better way to do it?
Well, if you lead with giving, that's exactly what will happen. And if you stop listening to the gurus and the talking heads over there in the financial world, I can say this because I got no compliance anymore. I don't have a managing partner or a company that I work for. So go out there and do pretty much the opposite of everything they tell you to do, but make sure you run it through compliance because you know what happens if you don't. You get the hand slap and all that other good stuff. But it's, if you don't mention the company and you don't get into you know pertinent information, you just stay high level, you'll be just fine. You know, Chris, that I'll, I'll share a real life example of that giving. It's you, you almost guilt people into doing business with you, right? And I, when I was in the hospital with my leg infection, I came upon this guy's YouTube channel who runs a, a supplemental a nutrition supplement company. And he put out he puts out great content. Like you, he's got a team. And he is just sharing pieces of his life. He's sharing health and nutrition tips every single day. Well, just last Friday, their Black Friday sale came out for their supplements. And I felt the need to purchase one of his supplements because I wanted to support him because he has brought me so much value. And that's you just that's it on nailed on the head is if you give and you give away your best stuff it's always going to come back to you in spades. So Chris, last question, man, this has been beautiful. I, I thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Where can, you know, we've got your website right below your name there in the box, chrisnoggle.com, but where else can people follow you, connect with you and learn more about, just see the content you're creating? Yeah. So, I mean, it's easy. I mean, just go to any social media platform across the board. We're on them all and just type in at the Chris Noggle. And you'll find my stuff from Instagram to TikTok to Twitter to, well, LinkedIn. I'm not as active on, but you can see all my stuff on LinkedIn and then Facebook. I've got multiple channels and multiple groups on Facebook. So I'm, I'm hard to miss. Not to miss uh, not, not to miss your YouTube channel as well. Yes. Yeah. My YouTube um, channel is where we put the best stuff, I think. Awesome. Well, Chris, thank you so much, man. This has been really helpful. Like I said, the whole goal of this show is to teach people how to, how to create social media content that converts. Uh, how to do it the right way, not just for the likes and the comments, but to do it from the heart and let people get to know you. Because Chris, you know, this is well I do secret to sales is if they know you and they like you, it's a lot easier to trust you. So Chris, thank you so much guys listening in. I hope you took notes on what Chris said. This was uh, a master class on how to create social media content. So until next time, guys go out, start creating, pump out those videos. And as Chris said, you're going to suck at first, you'll get better and you'll start getting an audience that loves what you're putting out there. So have a great day, guys.